So, on with the stories. Uh, is it my second one now? Uh, I think it's mine next. Is it? Uh, oh, no, it's yours, isn't it? No, it's... Uh, no, it is yours. Oh, right, it is yours. Cool. Yeah. I'll do. Seamless, Seamless podcasting, ladies and gentlemen. What a segue. It's like a <laughs> cattle grid and a speed bump combined. It was that smooth. <laughs> Bringing you the news that interests us the most. Probably because it's a bit weird in some way. Up to the minute it was recorded updates from some of the world's most trusted and distrusted media organizations, giving you our shallow depth, completely and objective personal opinions that in no way represent the views of our employers. Please don't fire us. We tackle the stories you probably can't afford to miss, but why not just listen anyway? It's only about 15 minutes long for fuck's sake. Welcome to Ben and Benji Do The News. Hello and welcome to Ben and Benji. Benji do the news, the podcast where each week we take a look at the stories that aren't and probably shouldn't dominate the front pages. This is a Brexit, COVID and G7 free zone. Ben, first of all, can I kick things off with how amazing do our new social media graphics look? Yeah, incredible. Thank you once again to the incredibly talented Jake. They're almost too good for our podcast, aren't they? Yeah, that's the thing. I'm worried about people seeing that and going, this must be a really well-polished, well-thought-out, prepared-for, professional podcast. And then they listen to it and go, oh. And it's too late because we've already registered it as a listen. And the kind people at Cheetos pay us a little bit extra. (laughs) They give us an extra bag per listen, don't they? (laughs) One for the monkeys. (laughs) <laughs> and the free ride. Uh, <laughs> it's been it's been a good week for weird news. I'm like feeling quite weird about the news. It's it's been one of those weeks. Sometimes for this, I I have weeks where I'm like, there's nothing out there, and then something inevitably at the last minute will appear. But this week's been one of them where you just like, oh, that's good, that's good, that's good, and I've really had to kind of just pick. To you know, otherwise this podcast would be about two hours long this week. I agree with you. I, I'm I'm looking forward to getting stuck in. Quick recap, bit of housekeeping. Oh, if you enjoyed the podcast, rate and subscribe it on Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you don't like it, you're listening to Alan Carr's Life's a Beach podcast. <laughs> um, uh, oh yes, results of the Instagram poll. Um, we asked you last week if the Danish journalist who ended having who ended up having sex at Swingsland during an assignment had crossed the line uh, or had gone too far. Ninety uh, percent of you said good on her, uh, and ten percent said she'd crossed the line by having sex in the workplace. And you know what? I hate to think what you grubby lot are getting up to at work. <laughs> um. What else? Oh, yes. Um, remember the Hitler Lukey? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That went to right. auction. That went to auction. I've got an update on it. Oh, go on. Have you bought it? Have, have a look at this. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, I haven't. I wish I had, mm. but I couldn't have afforded it because even though there was a reserve price of £300, yeah. um, can you guess how much it went for? Well, I thought 300 was low. Not that I want it, but I know that there are collectors <laughs> of such items out there. Um, I'm going to guess... Oh, I don't know. It's definitely going to be in the thousands. I'm going to go for 7,000. Higher, higher. Oh, 17,000. 
Lower, lower. <laughs> 11,000. You get nothing for a pair, not in this game. £14,000. <laughs> um, wow. And it doesn't actually unlock anything, because I'm guessing the toilet is sort of about 12 feet under some tarmac in Berlin no, now. actually. That's going on sale next week. <laughs> <laughs> did, it, did it say on the listing, check out my other items? <laughs> Oh dear. So uh, yeah, that that tickled me. Um, Over to you for some more business. Yeah, so I think the sort of last piece of housekeeping we've got for this week is to announce the winner of the Bayford Award. So for newer listeners, we hand out an award for Audacity and it's named after Gillian Bayford. Uh, For her Audacity in episode one where she claimed 40 grand's worth of furlough money uh, and just simply said, I'm not giving it back. So the contenders for this week are the cops who found a man asleep in their Airbnb, the journalist, as Benji mentioned, who took part in a swingers event she was covering, uh, the teen who dug a hole after his parents wouldn't let him wear a tracksuit into the local village, and uh, he's still digging that six years later, and the woman who broke into a zoo to feed (laughs) Cheetos to monkeys. (laughs) Legend. (laughs) And the winner out of those lot is... The cops who found a man asleep in their Airbnb. So, and then they posted it on TikTok, even though they really didn't find him until about ten hours later. TikTok is the new <laughs> Metro Online, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is a PA story that has done the rounds. And it comes straight away, Benji, with a warning of an incoming fast-track candidate for the Bayford Audacity Award. 66-year-old Colin Kane is a smoker who has a serious lung condition as a result. Now, he called his employers Deb Matt Servicing in Newcastle, where he's been a driver since 2012, to say he was too unwell to come into work on March 9th last year. However, that afternoon, he was spotted by a colleague at a social club near work, drinking alcohol and having a fag. (laughs) So the bosses rang Colin, who uh, he told them that he'd been... Dead Matt servicing. Deb Matt. Oh, sorry. Deb Matt. (laughs) So bosses called him up and he said, uh, they kind of said, oh, Colin, yeah. How you feeling, mate? Where you been? You, he said, "Oh, yeah, I've been, I've been in bed all day with with my chest." So they called him into a meeting, sat him down, and said, "Right, if you're unfit for work, you shouldn't really be in the pub." So at that point, I think that's the sort of you can feel that moment where you want the ground to swallow you up, can't you? You know, if if you were sitting in that office and your boss is going like, "Come on, you called, you called in sick. We we know you were in the pub." Colin didn't. <laughs> he was having none of it. He said he hadn't been in the pub pub for long, so saw nothing wrong with what he'd done. Um, they took disciplinary action against him and fired him, right, for dishonesty <laughs> and breaching the company's rules. Right. However, and get the Audacity Award on standby, Benji. I'm polishing it. Gillian's <laughs> by my side, ready to hand it out. Get the award ceremony booked. <laughs> Colin, right, he wasn't having any of it because he took his bosses to an employment tribunal... And all credit to him, he won. I bet he did. I bet he 
did. I bet he bloody did. And where's he now? Celebrating at the pub. (laughs) Well, Judge Andrea Pitt found that he'd been unfairly sacked because the company's rules did not specifically ban workers from socialising while off sick. She said there's nothing in the disciplinary procedure prohibiting an employee from acting this way and that the firm had made a gross assumption without evidence that the claimant should not be at the social club because of the nature of his condition. Now, I'll tell you where Colin actually is. He's now waiting on a further hearing which will determine the amount of compensation he's going to get. And fair play to him. If I'm ever in Newcastle, the pints are on me, Colin. Or to be fair, depending on the amount of compo you get, they might be on you. (laughs) Get ready because there's another lovely lady from um, Belfast who might just be joining Colin to get the award this week. Oh, brilliant. A second nominee. Swiss cheese alert. (laughs) (laughs) What online publication is this from? (laughs) (laughs) This is from the Mail Online. And the um, story is based on the back back of one tweet with no follow-up interview to gather any more details. Not needed. Twitter is enough. (laughs) Twitter is enough of a source. So... A woman was thrown out of a cafe after arriving with her own 2P tea bag and demanding hot water and sugar to go with it. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, this woman had actually been served hot water and sugar and brought her own tea bag out of her bag. Right. And they were fine with that. But it was when she asked for another round of hot water and sugar, which was free, and that's when they refused to serve her. Did she so, have another tea bag, or did she keep that tea bag on a little saucer, <laughs> ready for a second cup of tea? I'm guessing she kept it. Of course, she kept it. <laughs> <laughs> so the incident surfaced online after the woman gave a one-star review to um, oh, the pub on um, on Google reviews. Okay, and I'm not going to mention the name of the pub because they've had enough good press this week. I'm more interested in praising the woman for her audacity. Yeah. Would you like to hear her review? Yes, please. Visited this afternoon after an important meeting. I ordered one hot water. I'm not even going to try and do the Northern Oh, it's going well, I thought. <laughs> Hi, man. Visited this afternoon. And she, who knows? She might have just... Other people allowed to go to Northern Ireland other than the Northern Irish. That's true, yeah. <laughs> she could have been so much at the moment. <laughs> she could have been on tour with a tea bank. <laughs> <laughs> the Tetley Tour of Britain. <laughs> if they are listening, yeah. tea bags would suit a, would be an ideal sponsorship for this podcast, wouldn't they? Oh, they'd be good, yeah. <laughs> What's yeah, your like favourite kind? <sighs> Whoever will sponsor us. I like all the teas I do. <laughs> You're not fussy. So she said, visited this afternoon after an important meeting. <laughs> I question that. <laughs> I think so, I think somebody who carries a tea bag round, I'm not sure if they've been for an important meeting. I think that might mean going to the toilet. <laughs> yeah. I ordered one hot water and sugar, the iconic duo, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't yeah. serve me again as I used my own tea bag. The bar was virtually empty and they weren't under any pressure with only two bar staff working. As a local woman, I find it utterly disgraceful that they would begrudge a 2p tea bag because it might as well be alcohol. Avoid, in my honest opinion. 
Right. I don't think they're begrudging the tea bag, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think they're begrudging her. Yeah. Yeah. It's it is different to alcohol, isn't it? It's just the sheer <laughs> cheapness of it. <laughs> and also, I wonder which meeting we, she was at before and whether she'd paid for her meeting space or just come in to use the meeting room because it was free, available, and no one was checking. Yeah, I think probably it was a meeting going on that she realised there was free sandwiches that <laughs> and just decided to join it. <laughs> so... I have to say with this story, though, I'm so glad it came along because um, I just want to give you a bit of background. I saw this as a tweet right. on Twitter this week. Um, and and, it, and again, I'm not going to give the, the owner any publicity because he, he made a very dignified response um, and he's got enough free press. Again, I'm interested in the woman. This is yeah. what this podcast is about. Mm-hmm. This is for people like her that don't have a proper platform. Yeah, a voice. <laughs> A voice. Uh, too, too busy drinking tea. Uh, and not bloody tea. paying for it. Yeah. Um, and um, But I saw it on Twitter. And obviously the rules of this podcast, you can't really take a tweet and bring it onto this podcast. It has to be a news story. Yeah. Um, but I prayed to the weird news story gods. And two days later, I searched it again. And it was pride of place on the Mail Online. It's time for our second mentions slash knobbly monsters section. Um, so a second mention or knobbly monster is those wonderful phrases in the newspaper where they've already come up with a name for something or they've used something's name and then they use a kind of descriptive par second time round. Um, it's also worth checking out two Twitter accounts who specialise in this, uh, knobbly monsters and second mention so find them on twitter so we've decided that each week we're gonna sort of have a look at one of uh, those accounts find a second mention or knobbly monster that we like and see if we can each guess what it refers to so do you want me to go first benji yeah kick it off so this one's a bit further down the story so there's sort of the par before doesn't give context so rather than read out the preceding par i'm just going to give you the second mention and just see if you can guess which story it is Okay. okay, so the second mention describes the thing as the trunk swaying convoy. Ooh, the trunk swaying convoy. Trunk swaying convoy. Is it a herd of elephants? Yes, it is. Ah, <laughs> I like that. And there's a bonus mention where it describes their, um, if you haven't seen this story, it's a herd of 15 elephants which have been travelling across China and causing chaos as they go. They, the, the, <laughs> I love them. The male also described uh, their journey as the incredible jumbo journey, which I quite enjoyed as I well. I thought you were the- talking about the male elephant. <laughs> <laughs> From the male of the pack. <laughs> the incredible jumbo journey. <laughs> so can I go out on a limb here and can we include them in the running for the Bayford Pole um, this week? Because okay. they sound like really good contenders. So they're a herd of elephants that have been travelling across China causing chaos. Yeah, for some reason. Like Mr um, Blobby type chaos. Very much so, yeah. <laughs> Just spinning round and covering people in gunge. Um, 
They have left their home at the National Park, uh, I think, which is sort of in the south of China. Why would you leave the National Park? It's literally the dossiest gig for any animal. Well, they're heading towards cities, it seems. So I think they just got (laughs) bored of sort of the lack of nightlife there. You know, they've probably been to the the one or two pubs they've got in the village and uh, they want some real action. But yeah, it's incredible. They are just making their way across China, basically. And uh, if you look online, there's some incredible photos where there's like, they've filmed them with drones and stuff as they just like ram paging through the streets <laughs> get them on the podcast get them on the podcast um, so um, this is actually a knobbly tweet that was picked up by one of the accounts okay um, uh, one, one of uh, knobbly monster second mentions accounts uh, the, the, the phrase to describe um, these things is fuzzy buzzers fuzzy buzzers wow uh, I I I can't get fly fishing out of my head. I'm nope. thinking it's a type of fly. Fuzzy buzzers. No. Fuzzy buzzer. Oh, hang on. No, right. A bumblebee. Yeah. Bumblebee. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> this was a fuzzy. That's brilliant. You, oh, you fuzzy buzzer! <laughs> Get off my land, you fuzzy buzzer! Uh, this is uh, talking about the Radio Two Big B Challenge uh, and a piece that Zoe Ball wrote uh, about catching the gardening bug, um, which. Uh, only lasts a few days. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I, yeah, I think oh, off, yes. off the back of this, uh, we want to throw this out to people now. So, we just, we've kind of thought, we want to challenge people to come up with their own second mentions. So, for the first one, the topic in the intro is Boris Johnson. We want as many second mentions for Boris Johnson for next week as people can come up with. Uh, and I very much look forward to to reading those. Fantastic. And we might even award some kind of mini Bayford-esque type trophy to the best one. Yeah, we need, to come, we need to actually come up with a second mention for the prize to then award that, which we <laughs> yeah, will do yeah, for next yeah. week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good shout. This story is originally from the Portsmouth News and it's been ripped by the Daily Star. Uh, and the My favourite. <laughs> the, the bottom goes at the top <laughs> and the middle gets taken out. Turn it round. Uh, so this, this is the story of residents in a Portsmouth street who were rudely awakened by the sound of ice-containing poo slamming into the ground, which they say could have killed someone. <laughs> Taking me right back to to uh, episode one, tomatoes at dawn. What was it, episode two? You know, why throw yeah. normal tomatoes when you can throw frozen ones? <laughs> yeah, exactly. This isn't just any poo. Um, now we'll get into the details of this story in a second, right? But first, the stars version of this story is a gift from the gods of Nobbly Monsters. Including the picture captions, this story has managed to squeeze in six descriptive alternatives for the aforementioned poo, namely the smelly substance, the puzzling dung, mysterious excrement, ice-cold crap, (laughs) and my favourite... Near fatal turd. <laughs> <laughs> Have they actually used the word crap in there? Yeah. Yeah. 
Ooh, no, no, they've used it. Changed, oh, They're changed. brave now. Now, <laughs> I, I just loved near fatal turds because I think I've experienced some near fatal turds. <laughs> but to we, be honest, we all have. they've come the morning after a curry, ten pints, and a McDonald's on the way home. They've never fallen out of the sky from thirty thousand feet. <laughs> <laughs> Portsmouth News in their story uh, described the deposit as being a half metre squared now it's important to state here that on reading further that's the ice that was a half metre not the near fatal turd should the near fatal <laughs> turd have been a half metre squared I think it's safe to say we could have dropped the near as it would have definitely have been fatal for its original owner I think it came from the ele- elephants in <laughs> <Yeah>. China <laughs> <laughs> neighbours Lisa and Louise in the story both have very specific descriptions of the sounds uh, the falling ice made with Lisa saying it was like someone falling off a scooter and Louise saying it sounded like someone throwing gravel at their window I just <laughs> of how specific they are it's so specific because how often do you see people fall off their scooters unless you're pushing them for right for that to be the reference that you go to yeah and who throws gravel at their window <laughs> handfuls of gravel <laughs> she said through yeah through. it sounded like this <laughs> So after finding the poo the next morning, Lisa said, I bagged it up because it was slap bang in the middle of the footpath. And in the time-honoured tradition of local newspaper photography, there's an excellent picture of the two neighbours with the poo, with the caption, locals pose with puzzling poo. (laughs) So we'll put that on our Twitter and do check that out at Ben and Benji. Um, The story goes on to say that those living in the street are convinced that the ice came from a plane's lavatory after it revealed an unpleasant surprise as it melted, which is kind of like the evil twin of a kinder surprise, isn't it? (laughs) Instead of a chocolate egg with a toy in, it's frozen ice with a turd in it. Um, But as much as I love this story, and you spoke about Swiss cheese earlier, Benji, um, and at the risk of being like the unpopular guy in the newsroom who points out there's a huge hole in a fun story there doesn't seem to be much proof that the turds origins were actually airborne the Portsmouth News have approached the Civil Aviation Authority and they say that all aircraft hold on to passenger waste until landing when specialist vehicles remove it for the next flight Clear ice uh, can suggest it fell from an external servicing point as a result of a leak to the water system. And they said that why they record suspected ice falls, they're unable to investigate their potential origins regarding specific flights. But I say, call in Gillian McKeith to go through the poo. Ah, yes, this poo contains penne and tomato sauce, uh, traces of tiny crackers, red wine from a small bottle and... A microwaved brownie. Going by the menu, this came from Ryanair flight FR446 to Parma. <laughs> but in lieu of that, sadly, I feel... In that lieu of it. <laughs> Yay! I, I feel like, much like the ice, this story might come crashing down to earth with a little bit of thought. Because to my mind, there's at least two much less exciting, but much more likely alternative lines for this story. And they are... Ice falls from plane and lands near some dog muck. Or dog takes a shit next to some ice. (laughs) 
neither yeah. as entertaining as the real thing. But either way, what is lacking from the story, Benji, is any promise to auction off the poo to raise money for the NHS. Totally not going to win the awards, are they? <laughs> no way. If ever there was a reason to keep local papers alive, this is it. Brilliant. What has got to be one of the most colourful intros I've seen in recent years. Hit me with it. Comedian Jim Davison, OBE, moored his luxury boat at Weymouth Harbour and gave his views on politics, colourful love life and veterans in prison while entertaining passerbys with gags and giving away bottles of wine to fans. Oh, how incredible. I wish I would have been there. What a moment. Is this the Dorset Echo? It certainly is. Did yeah. you come across this one? No, it just when you said it was in Weymouth, I thought it's got to be Dorset Echo. So this original piece I, I saw, well, no, the, I'd seen it ripped. Um, they chose a line which is, as you can imagine, buried. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way it's written by this very talented local paper journalist who I'd actually love to get on the podcast at some point. I'm guessing he's a club reporter. I think his name's Peter Mc- McEwen or something like that. Double check. He goes on. The famous ladies' man has lost none of his charm. (laughs) There wasn't much to lose. (laughs) Although he's still loved up with his fifth wife, Michelle, and apparently has no ill feelings towards wives one to four, despite them leaving him, quote, skint, with well-publicised expensive divorces. This is just... Fantastic writing. I mean, that intro really painted a picture. It put me on that quayside and it's just continued to deliver. In the piece, he goes on to cover the recent um, homopho- the, the recent story about the homophobic cricket tweets. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the cricketer who'd posted homophobic tweets mm-hmm, when he was yeah. 19. I guess we can probably guess Jim Davison's views. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. The comic, whose former father-in-law lives in Weymouth, also spoke about reports paedophile pop star Gary Glitter, whose real name is Paul Gadd, could be allowed to move from his current prison on Portland to an open prison within weeks. He said, I spoke to Paul when I visited the Vern two years ago. He's remorseful and he looked ready to start a new life. (laughs) God, Jim. (laughs) Jim, <laughs> even for him, that's bad judgment, isn't it? Mr. Davidson said his next destination will be Southampton, but not before <laughs> visiting the Lulworth area. And he said he hopes to be back in Weymouth soon. He said, Weymouth's marvellous. The arbour is very well run and I can't wait to come back. Gary Glitter, perhaps. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing, amazing story. Just so, Jim Davidson is currently loose (laughs) on the high seas, sailing around with, like, crates of wine on his boat, just arriving at random south coast destinations to just perform and give away wine to anyone who will listen whilst defending convicted (laughs) paedophiles. Okay. I'm going to go to Wales for my holiday. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, I'd love to have spent some time in this week writing gags around that, but there's nothing that I could have said about that piece that no. would be better than the piece itself. Um, let me just get the name of the journalist up because yeah, I do he, want to credit him. He deserves a mention. That is... Because I think local news great. and national news these days is... Um, filled um uh in parts with, with, with at times and some weeks with mediocrity you know we're part of it you know uh, and i think i think sometimes as we've sort of mentioned with the holes in certain stories it's about a quick line the the craft of writing a news story isn't particularly worried about it's just like here's a headline boom doesn't matter you know what follows particularly it's nice to hear something that is just so wonderfully bizarre and just told in a way that puts you right in that moment. So that's Sam McEwen, okay, well. uh, and he works for the Dorset Echo. And you know, maybe we'll get him. We'll get him on in in in, in weeks to come. Um, it, I'd love. I, I, you know, the the thing is, um, I w- there, there's a number on his Twitter, and, and I was so almost going to call him to uh-huh. find out how he got this story. Yeah. You know, was it a ring in? Had someone seen Jim Davison? <laughs> you know, did the police arrest him for for giving out alcohol on the street? Was he telling some offensive gags? And you know. It is quite good, though, being on a boat, though, because um, if you tell something that's offensive and people don't like it and you're going to get arrested for it, then you just get back on the boat and start sailing away. Just sail into international waters. <laughs> just say, you got nothing on me. You mentioned a ring in there, Benji. I, I imagine it probably was a ring in. And uh, it, Sam said, oh, that's brilliant. Uh, can I just take a name? Yeah, it's Jim Day. Um <laughs> John, <laughs> Dave Jim, Jimison. J- J- yeah. <laughs> Final bit of housekeeping. You guys have seemed to be enjoying my quizzes on my Instagram, which is Benji's Banter. So if you want to do more of that, and there will be prizes in the coming weeks, then head to Benji's Banter. And all it leaves me to say now is that if you like the podcast, remember to rate, subscribe, head over to Apple iTunes and follow us on Spotify. If you didn't like what you listened to, then this is Alan Carr's Life's a Beach. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>